Good morning, everybody. This is Abi from Chemers Podcast. I'm sitting here with Rupa Cameron, who is a lifelong Gaudiya Vaishnav yogi, and and uh, we're we're going to be talking about Balaram, Sandini potency in existence, and what that means for us now, not later. Now, go. Well, I was meditating yesterday and this morning about how Baladev Prabhu, he manifests very secretly and almost as if nothing happened, you know, in the womb of Devaki. It was a false pregnancy. Mm. And what that can mean for a devotee. So the secret transference from the prison house, which is like the material world, or a consciousness filled with atheism, mm. compared with the life of Vrindavan that will manifest in the future for the devotee. So that, refer that meaning for me that even when we approach a guru, it seems that our life is still in ignorance. We, and we try very hard and we believe, yes, bhakti will benefit us by accepting a guru, we'll have so much benefit, spiritual benefit. And yet it sometimes feels, and most of the time it feels for us conditioned souls that nothing's really happening what's you know we, we've heard we've heard all these benedictions mm. and when you come to spiritual life you come to the mode of goodness and everything seems to be this rapid or seemingly we hear about a rapid process but actually that it's a, an eternal and enduring process mm. and that it's not a fake pregnancy it's not a mm. it's not an aborted uh, attempt. It's a concealed birth. It's a concealed birth. It's a hidden mm. expression. And not everyone gets it. Mm. It would seem from the Mathura vision of Devaki and Vasudeva that they've lost their child. And it would take the attempt of Vasudeva to go to Vrindavan and remove Maya Devi from Vrindavan, this conception of materialism from the spiritual world. And then that finally Baladev Prabhu will manifest. Mm. Also, in just the general pastime, Krishna and Balaram, we hear them as being the main children of Vasudev and Devaki, but actually Vasudev has many children. Right. Somewhere in the 30 children or so. And that Krishna and Balaram are not alone. They have many siblings. Wow. And they're part of a large family. But we hear just about them. So this is also something interesting for the devotee because, you know, although spiritual life is the focus of bhakti and the Gaudiya tradition, other things like worldly life and living in this world, putting you know, a foot in this world is important. Mm. But we don't, 
you know, just as we don't hear about the children, of, you know, the siblings of Krishna and Balaram, we don't really hear in the devotional communities about how to live in this world. Right. And and it seems that they're like, even though they're the majority, they're somehow secret, right, or, or unmentioned. Mm -hmm. In the same way that in a spiritual community, how to live in this world, materially speaking, is unmentioned, because we already have so many friends and family. Right. The fun, the far out thing is, if you if you were to watch, you know, the pastimes of Krishna and Balaram, you, you would learn that they were both engaged in agricultural, mm. you know, ca cattle herding and and milking and and all the different aspects of Vaishya lifestyle in their youth. And then when they were older, they were both administrative kshatriyas princess. going to war, princes, you know, and um, managing their kingdom and, and assisting the emperor. Well, their, their king was Ugrasena, mm. so they're, they're assisting him. Now, I would, I'd, like, I'd like you to talk about the connection between an individual's own consciousness, mm. the, the substratum of life, and Balaram. Well, that's a beautiful topic because the living entity, according to realization, direct realization, is that we have existence. Some would some would proclaim that we have no existence. That it's anatma. There's no real existence for the atma. What would be a real interpretation of the term but, anatma? But yeah, we'll get there. Go ahead. But here, here we're seeing that the sandini or the existence of the living entity is factual mm. and although it's not a factual reality in the material sense that means because of time and because of space there is a limitation of how consciousness is manifesting through our, through our being mm -hmm. but in its pure state in the pure sandini state or shuddhasattva mm -hmm. then consciousness becomes unbound right so in the modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance, that's where the mixed existence comes in. The appearance of mixed existence. The appearance of mixed existence, yeah. The consciousness of the living entity becomes associated mm. with the external energy. And by that association, the, the Sandini principle becomes mixed. And in, in the same way, Baladev Prabhu, he, he becomes, you see in fifth canto, Shankarshan, he becomes the Rudras. Right. So it's not that the living entity is actually becoming bound, per se. It's that his association with Rudra is mixing up his existence into uh, the external energy. He, he, he's infusing, he's, he's switching identification from Jivatma uh, Abhiman to Ahankara Abhiman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Baladev Prabhu is the pure ego. Mm. And in a sense, that is anatma. That means it mm -hmm. is non-material. Right. So real ego is non-material. Pure ego is non-material. And it's anatma. And it is anatma in its truest sense. Right. In that if we consider atma to be body-mind body -mind complex, that duality, then yes, the living entity is not that. Although right. the, the existence of the mind and the body is dependent on Baladev. Right. Because he's the Shiva and the Rudras, really. So yes. he's supporting those things through his manifestation as the Rudras and, and Sadashiva. There's a, a, a term in Sanskrit, they use the word Shesha and Sheshi. Mm -hmm. So Baladev Prabhu, he's Shesha, meaning the perfect end. The remainder, right? The remainder, yes. What is, what is the end and what is the remainder? 
And Krishna is Sheshi. That means who is given the remainder, who is the source of the end. Just like it says, Anadir Adir, mm -hmm. without beginning or end. Right. Is the original and the in beginning, middle, end. So Baladev Prabhu, meaning the end, meaning the things of the paraphernalia. So Baladev Prabhu is also considered the paraphernalia and the existence, the form of spirit, the spiritual world itself. Right. So everything that is covering the spiritual world, the clothing, the jewelry, the seats, the, everything is based on that principle of Sandini principle. And similarly, the Jivatma, we also have Sandini principle. So that Sandini principle, like in, like in this false birth or this kind of hidden birth, what is that called? A miscarriage, mm -hmm. a seeming miscarriage, is uh, related to that aspect. That in our in our conditioned life we have this, we have knowledge, mm -hmm. but it's not pure. It's not pure. Mm -hmm. It's bound. It's conditioned by various uh, forms, coverings, coverings, and right. identities. And so we have in that in that regard we have vrittis, malas, kleshas, anarthas. Um, can you, can you talk about how Baladev is manifesting uh, the Guru principle and how he's also manifesting the Guru principle in, in, in every rasa? Wow, that's a beautiful idea and meditation. The first thing that comes to mind for me is the principle of Lord Balaram uh, destroying this uh, Denukasura. Mm -hmm. So Danukasura is related to gross intelligence. Okay. And gross intelligence means uh, just placing our ideas or imaginations or even theories upon spiritual subject matters and without a refined intelligence. Mm -hmm. So Baladev, and, and, and we see that Danukasura is kicking the chest and it's also all surrounding this hunt for sweet fruits, the right. dal fruits. Right and what can be made from the Talbot. So, you know, Kangsa with Danukasura, they're controlling this this sweet nectar of Tal, tal uh, you know, alchemically, like alcohol, like, like a right, drink, right. which is, you know, related to Baladev Prabhu as well. But that being also a medicine, mm -hmm. and Kangsa controlling that, and even Indra desiring it, it mm -hmm. being such a potent rasa. But here, Baladev Prabhu coming with Krishna in the summer, looking for you know, looking for that sweet fruit, smelling that sweet fruit, but not having access. Mm. So, in the same way, spiritual knowledge seems in this world becomes covered by the material sciences and by social sciences and all these things. As spiritual knowledge becomes covered, we see that on Facebook. You know, it's hard to get through the social environment to actually talk about spirituality right. a lot of the time. Right. And uh, a lot of, you know, the, the atheism seems to affect the community. But in terms of rasa, how will rasa come out? Well, it comes out by this process of Baladev Prabhu grabbing the feet of this dull, intel, in, dull intellect. A lot of us, we go, oh, we don't understand. Right. We can't understand this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too technical. There's right. too many words. Right. It's so, it's, it's impenetrable. It's, mm -hmm. it's just unknowable. It's... Mm -hmm. And so Baladev Prabhu, he takes the feet of this idea and he swings it around and he throws it into the tree, mm. referring to 
like we're, we're, before we were talking about this Varta principle, that no, we, we just have to spin this ignorance and throw it away. Right. And, not, and you know, even if it kicks our chests, it doesn't matter. Well, doesn't he use Danukasura to knock down the tall tree to get yes, the fruits? Well, exactly, but so then they don't eat them in the end because it's been contaminated by, by Kangsa in the blood. So leaving that even behind. So, you know, even the pursuit of nectar in this world, like the demigods pursuing the nectar, is not the goal of spiritual life. Right. That can be a goal of subtle life or, this, you know, the subtle bodies and whatnot. It can be useful to progress. It can be useful to progress, but not necessarily the end ultimate goal, goal. The ultimate goal. So here Baladeva was showing his, his sakas and Krishna and protecting Krishna by being guru. Mm. And by being guru, he's showing how to give spiritual intelligence that kind of easily sidesteps this ignorance of impossibility mm -hmm. the ignorance that it's impossible and inconceivable right because the word inconceivable or achintya actually means non-conceptual non-conceptual but also to follow through the words of pure devotees right shruti right by hearing the inconceivable language of love then we can actually enter very easily right right um Tell me about the meaning of Balaram's blue cloth. Oh, wonderful. I was just reading that in fifth canto descriptions of Lord Shankarshan. So there's originally Baladev Prabhu, who is... Krishna is considered the Swayam Rup, or the original form. And Baladev Prabhu is considered Swayam Prakash, mm -hmm. or the original manifestation. Mm -hmm. And there is actually no difference between them. Only the color is different and mood is different. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're not different. And this non-difference is shown through the clothing. Mm -hmm. So also Radharani... She and, also wears blue. Yes, Krishna and Balara, uh, Radharani and Baladev Prabhu both wear this bluish cloth mm -hmm. to s show their connection. There are some other meditations such as Akash Tattva mm -hmm. and that, you know, it re represents the sky, like the blue sky. Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha and Akash Tattva, these kind of conceptions. Because they, they call... They call Lord Shiva wears blue, but they call him Digambari sometimes. Mm. It means sky clad. Sky clad, yes. Naked. And naked or, or wearing <laughs> or wearing space. Wearing the directions. Um it's very, very deep actually when you think about it. Exactly. Um also um what about what about the the Hamsa feather? Ooh. Well Baladev Prabhu being Sri Guru Tattva, he is the leader of the Paramahansas. Uh-huh. And we see this pastime where Ramaharshan suit later when Baladev Prabhu is doing parikrama of all of the holy places because he doesn't want to engage in the political battle of Kurukshetra. He comes upon the spiritual hermitage of Vyasadeva's mm -hmm. disciple, Ramaharshan. And mm -hmm. all are listening to the Puranas. And when Baladev Prabhu arrives there, everyone stands up. But the old teacher, Roma Harshan, he does not stand up and he... So Baladev Prabhu, he sees that this is ignorance. And what does he do? With a, with a blade of grass, he severs his head. And he, he installs the young, his son, Sutta Goswami, on the Vyasasana. Right. So there's many deep teachings here, but here the Paramahansa, he's showing the Paramahansa Tattva that Srimad Bhagavatam and the spiritual knowledge is the wealth of the Paramahansa, the supreme swans, 
that taking the essence. Mm -hmm. And what is the essence? Well, we hear that from Sutta Goswami. Right. He takes the essence of Sukadev Goswami, the prasad of Sukadev Goswami, who is taking the prasad of Yasamuni and Krishna, etc., etc. Right. Parampara. So that. I also, I also see it connected to Ajapa. Mm -hmm. Ajapa Gayatri. Hamsa Mantra. Hamsa. So he's telling you who you are. The breathing process. The, not just the breathing, the but the, the identifying, the identification process, knowing that our existence is based on him. So he's telling us, in a way, you know, you're part and parcel of me. Yes. And he's wearing that feather, whereas Krishna wears the Mayura feather. Yes. Whereas when Balaram tried to wear Mayura, Tenukasur kicked him. Mm. You remember that story? Yeah. And Krishna and Balaram said, no, I don't want to be you. <laughs> so he went back with his Hamsa feather and he's, mm. showing, he's showing identity. Whereas yeah. Krishna shows his mastery over Maya. No one else has such mastery over Maya as Krishna. He can wear the entire Mayak, both Mayak manifestations like it's nothing, like it's a peacock feather, like weightless. No harm. <laughs> um, whereas for anybody else to try to wield Maya the same way Krishna does is impossible. But um, uh, what else was there? The, the the pearl earring. He wears one pearl earring, and we know that pearls are related to the moon. So this has to do with the earring. Also has to do with what did Mahaprabhu say about the earrings he wore? His mind wears Mahabaula, His mind. He wears those two earrings, and the earrings represented the the nectar of of Lila Kata, Krishna Kata, especially. Well, there's some there's some mystery there, like in the previous pastime of Lakshman and Ram, where Shankarshan manifests as Lord Lakshman, the instructions are be, by being the younger brother. So Lakshman has to follow the instructions of his older brother Ram, and the things that Ram makes him do for the service of that pastime are unbearable, sure. particularly ending in. Uh, taking Sita away to Valmiki's ashram, mm -hmm. away from the whole. So, Lakshman said, "In my neck, in the next lila, I'm the elder brother, because I know what's best. Mm -hmm. In this pastime of Ram, yes, you have showed that you are Maryada, Purushottam, and I've had to follow your lead. But as in Krishna's pastime, in this pastime, I will be the elder brother. So I will be the one before. Right." And that is to guide Krishna and protect Krishna from right. his own desires. Naughtiness. And his own Krishna is very naughty. Yeah. But also causing so many pastimes. Like Baladev Prabhu is there and saying, Krishna, why have you eaten mud? And telling Mother Yashoda, Krishna has eaten mud. Right. And so stimulating so much prame hmm. to, to show that sweetness and love trump opulence and duty and, duty and all of that. Mm. So there's, some, there's something to be said about that. Do you have any special Balaram mantras that you'd like to um, share? Pranams I've or...? Heard, I've heard many mantras, um, but my love has been for Nityananda Prabhu on the focus. And even though I've heard many, I just haven't remembered any. Mm. And uh, because Nityananda Prabhu is the next manifestation showing Baladev, Baladev Prabhu is very heavy. Right. And he's very. you see that in the pastime of him dragging the Yamuna mm -hmm. twice. Once for Krishna's grandson or his nephew. Uh, and then again when he's becoming like Krishna in Vrindavan. Right. 
So this is also another mystery where Baladev Prabhu is showing that he is Krishna. Some would say, oh, he has his own gopis in Vrindavan, but actually by him showing his black form, he's actually showing that he is Krishna. Krishna sent a message through him, yeah. and that message of separation turned him black. Right. In, so he's not, he, he's, it's not that he he's was not there Krishna. so that Krishna could manifest through exactly. him. I, I've heard the same, the same explanation that actually Balaram, because Balaram is, is he's serving, hmm. right? He's not, he doesn't have Purushabhiman actually. That's right. Um, and so when he goes for that Rasa Leela, actually it was just so that there was, there was that Prakash manifestation present that Krishna could instantly be manifest through and enjoy with the gopis and then like at, not in what's it called in proxy in proxy yeah so he he performed rasalila via wi-fi exactly yeah. Spirit, <laughs> spiritual wi-fi but holographically you know holographically through baladev so and that balaram yeah. balaram he he would he wouldn't he wouldn't really do that on his own but he still is willing to be the proxy so that service mentality many nobody would want to do yeah, because the gopis know that that's that's not Krishna. Yeah. When he's coming in, in the Baladev form, but the moment he becomes Krishna and becomes Krishna, well, it's not that he's becoming Krishna. He is Krishna. Right. But the mood and the color are different. It, it but becomes when Krishna is manifesting. It becomes fully, appropriate. That's right. It becomes appropriate. So then, going down to Lord Nityananda, mm. there's actually so there's so um, there's so much mystery around Lord Nityananda. Um, there's there's a there's sort of the there's the normal understanding we have about Nityananda, but there's so many things that get unexplained. Um, his avadut status, what does that mean? Does that is that just mean he's a madman, or does it have some significance to you know, why he wore blue again yeah. as a human? Because he, he wasn't manifesting as a as a as a prince god of form or prince form. He was manifesting a human form in a Brahmin family. So why was he wearing blue? Um, why was his behavior so uh, contrary, but at the same time so elevated? Um, why did he get married in later, later, late stage of life? And um, he had quite a few sons. Yeah. And that actually his son, Veer Chandra, was a, a second incarnation of Mahaprabhu. Yes. It's very, very incredible. Yeah, the Lord's pastimes are inconceivable. But by hearing and and from you know from the appropriate places like the revealed shastras of the Gaudiyas, uh, to understand this truth and, and really go into the pastimes, because the truth is hidden in the pastimes themselves. The tattvas are very difficult, seemingly to understand, but when you hear and chant about the pastimes of the Lord, the truth becomes very easy to understand. Right. So this bluish cloth, this form that he's showing of single earring, wearing hangsa feather and other you know, attire, spiritual attires are all a remembrance of his Lord. So this is what you were saying, that servitorship is there because Krishna is the supreme autocrat. And because he, because he wants to be free to play, and dance and taste rasa. That's why he manifests here. He manifests here to taste rasa and share that rasa with the devotees. Right. So Baladev Prabhu is there manifesting to not only protect that environment, mm. but to allow those who are qualified to enter. And 
by allowing them to enter, he's purifying them. Just mm. like when we come to the process of bhakti, then we are also going through him. We're going through that Shuddha plane. We're going through the, the, the plane. Of, yeah, and we're activating our spiritual existence. Mm. At the moment, our spiritual existence is suppressed. Seemingly. It, yeah, it's seemingly <laughs> suppressed, and it's it's not it's it's like a seed in a in a in the summertime that sprouts in the winter, right? Or uh, or the opposite, mm. like in a sense that our heart is like a desert at the moment mm. in the material world. But when the rain of when the, the full moon of Baladev Prabhu Nityananda arises within the heart, then that kumud flower of good fortune, or you know, the lotus flower of good fortune, can blossom. Right. And so we need we need that strength. That's why it's called Baladev because he gives the spiritual strength, yes. spiritual awareness, the strength he overcomes existence, mm. uh, and that's why he's also related to the Guru. Ta Guru and that's why Guru Tattva is so important. Well, Without the Guru Tattva, it's, it, there's no possibility exactly. of crossing crossing beyond our our limitations because and it's something that's descending we don't have the strength as, as in the jiva state we don't have the strength to overcome we're so tiny we're so bound well think about so contracted like when we're we're in our when we're in our original form in the womb our original form needs the womb right to exist mm. and in the same way we need Sri guru to exist mm. and we feel separate like in, in, the, in the current state, we feel separate from the Lord, like a baby feels separate from its mother, although it's within the mother. Right. It can hear the mother's heartbeat, it can feel that connection, but it feels still separated. Right. And it needs, to, and, but yet it's being nurtured and nourished by that principle. So there's also some deep connection there with the principle of Lord Shankarshan and Baladev relating to the serpent and why, this, and why Shiva wears the serpent. To remind him of this also connects to Kundalini and Kundalini because Kundalini is a hunkar, is it ego ego principle, mm. and the for the for the most conditioned jivas the the Kundalini is residing in Muladhara, in the grossest element in in the in the Prithvi earth element, it's very covered, very very dull, dense that ego of uh, the earth ego, very dense, mm. whereas by the process of um, of Nam Smarna and Nam Japa, Nam Kirtan, Mantra Tattva, these things, then the Kundalini becomes activated and rises through the elements, piercing finally, you know, the three Granthis, and then finally achieving the Shuddha Sattva plane right before Sahasrara mm. at Agya. And then she, 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 that, that Kundalini Shakti actually merges back into the Jivatma so that the Jivatma is re-identifying with itself, not with the Earth Tattva. Mm. Um, fully embracing consciousness. Fully, embraced, fully embracing itself nature, um, attaining Hamsa, the state of Hamsa, Turiya. Um, my phone is about to die. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rupa, for spending some time with me, sharing all your knowledge. Um, it's always inspiring. We're meditating on Baladev Prabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. There's nothing superior or greater to that for a, for a conditioned soul. Jai Baladev. Jai Baladev. Jai Nityananda. Hari Hari Bo. Hari Bo.